The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. Up to $500 in free play for their sports book and world's online, biggest online casino. So get in, play some blackjack, be a real DGEN over at MyBookie.ag. Speaking of DGENs, I got one of the tripod of success of the uh, college experience over on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My man, former JMU defensive back, Patty C. Patty, how you doing, man? I am doing great, brother. Life is fucking good. Good to be on with you here. Yeah, dude. Dude, this is good times. I've been... uh, Okay, so I was kind of uh, having a little feud with the local Circa um, Casino. You know, the big one that that opened up down on Fremont. The big yeah, yeah, yeah. happening new place. Uh, I wasn't in. Pr- I, I've been hyping them up all off season, and then I get there for week one football, and I was a little disappointed with the way they were uh, running the operation. Mostly, like they do, they didn't have the game audio on in the big sports bar. There It was just like music playing. Hmm. It's like I get doing. The, hey, I've been in bars where they do the music, you know, commercial breaks. Yeah, well, I mean, look, it's it, that's the way the sports moving now. You got uh, the Raiders got a fucking DJ uh, on site at the stadium. It's, now. That's true. I mean, a lot of these uh, stadium, New York stadiums do have fucking dance clubs in them. Like I know Miami does, and it, <laughs> it's open to like like five a.m. every night, dude. All right, Jacksonville's got the parties, swimming pools. You know, you know, it, Arizona's got that clubbing. too in baseball. For real? Yeah. For the Crazy, Diamondbacks, man. I think the Di- I mean, Diamondbacks were the first team to have the swimming pool, if I'm not mistaken. There it is. I mean, look, a, a true D-Gen should appreciate that, but you know, I think I think a real D-Gen is dialed into the game a little bit too. So yeah, that's that, and that's where I come from. And anyway, I got in a little bit of a feud with them on over the weekend on Twitter because their app kind of always sucks, and they hype themselves up like this top-notch organization. And I got to say, the second I kind of uh, and I might have been a little snarky in my original tweet that I tagged him in. But uh, they came at me, and it was obviously like the people sticking up for them on there were like their shill accounts kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, one guy uh, got to the point where, and I, I don't want to go through it. Like if you go to my Twitter, you can see this from, from last week if, you, if you're interested in seeing this. But basically it came down to this guy going, how much do you bet per game? Like, like he was being helpful with it, you know, and it's just like, and so I told him, I bet one your mom per game, you fucking jagoff. And I guess <laughs> he, that kind of escalated it. I mean, I don't know the etiquette on that. Is that is that him trying to flex big dick energy on you? Or, I think or that's what, what it was. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. To me, it's not about what I'm betting per game on their app. It's just their app sucks. I can never get it to work when I'm at my pad. All right. When I'm it doesn't at work. It matter how much you're betting. <laughs> if the shit doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, every, and it was funny because a lot of people, the replies there were like, this is the first time I've heard anything bad about Circa. And it's like, well, because you're a paid account to fucking tweet on their behalf. Like, right, right, right. A, a normal D-Gen doesn't go uh, sticking up for a fucking casino that hard. Nope. But. Nope. So uh, the Circa feud is alive, I guess. And well, after that this weekend, I'll keep you guys posted each week um, if, if more developments happen. Weekend. All right. We, we should go down this weekend and start some fucking beef with the casino. <laughs> demand a picket fucking fence that shit and demand they uh they turn the sound on, on well i ended up dming with whoever their social media manager is and they kept trying to get me to send a video a screen video of me trying to use the app and i couldn't get it to work on my model of iphone it's an older one so i mean i don't know like i all i'm saying is they try and front like 
they're really just trying to be more like Planet Hollywood on the strip and like more of a nightclub spot. Yeah. Don't tell me you're the degen capital of of <laughs> Fremont. Because that's always yeah. going to be the El Cortez. <laughs> like you're not going to knock hey. the, them off that perch anytime soon. Know your soon. role. Know your role. Don't uh, hey. don't overstep your bounds. Yeah, so anyway, like, no offense to anybody who works over there or involved, but, you know, it, hey, I, I'm, I'm starting to have some poor service on top of the, the app not working right. Uh, they think they're better than everybody. It, it's just, you know. Yeah, no offense to Circa, but fuck Circa. Is basically yeah, what I'm hearing from yeah. But see, okay, uh, I can't just be an asshole all the time, though, to local spots like that. So I got a local spot I want to praise real quick. Yeah. And, and that's uh, the Stop and Shop. Uh, they got two locations. There's one on uh, West Cliff and Buffalo and one over on Durango. And they have the best chicken wings, Patty. I'm telling you, dude. Ooh, high praise, brother. High praise. Dude, very, very good chicken wings. And I went on. And uh, they got a new fucking seasoning over there. They got a new new rub. They got a garlic herb rub. Ooh. And it is phenomenal. Potent. So I want to say if you're on the west side, there's one at Buffalo, one at uh, on Westcliff, and then there's one somewhere in Durango. I forget exactly where on that one. But and what's the place called again? Stop and Shop. And they used Stop to be. Stop and like, Shop. See, it used to be a place on the corner by my pad where it was a corner like gas station liquor store. Okay. Yeah, but they shared a kitchen with the bar next door. Yeah, and so you can gas get the... station chicken wings normally not the go to exactly, you know? but not it's bar lie. chicken wings that you can order through the get. You used to be able to order through the gas station. Gotcha, man. The gas station bar combo is an odd one. I gotta say, yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a very Vegas local thing, kind of. All right, <laughs> so and so like you, they the thing is, is like the gas station only had a dumbed down menu of the stuff they had in the bar. But it was the same burgers, same wings, same like fries, same like a handful of things. And then if you want the full menu, you had to go into the bar and sit down. And there's like a restaurant part of the bar too, kind of, I guess. Gotcha. And then now. That's an all-purpose. That is stop and shop. One-stop shopping right there. That that is. And see, and then Terribles, a local uh, franchise, gas station franchise. that's big energy. Their name is Terribles? Yeah. Holy shit, that's confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Terribles... uh, (laughs) Gam- like they, they, I mean, and all the gas stations got video poker and stuff. So I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they bought out that gas station. So they built up a wall with the bar there, but then they lease the the stop and shop was able to lease the storefront on the other side of the bar, and they remodeled it so the kitchen's on that side now. So they still have the same arrangement. It's just a storefront with the dumbed down menu. Man. So they're like franchising this kind of model of drinking and driving and chicken wings all together at oh, the same time. Well, yeah, no, it, no, that one, it's, um, it's just got the food. There's no fucking, there's no gas station. There's no gas station or anything. It's just a small storefront with like a, the kitchen for the bar basically, but it's got the window up there. You can walk up and order all the burgers and like fried shrimp and uh, wings and all that stuff. Hmm. I mean, I mean, let's let's compare it to other wing joints. Let's let's get an idea of what we're talking about. I think that the national standard for like uh, recognizable chicken wings, I hate to say it, is probably Buffalo Wild Wings. Would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it blows Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, for an, uh, you live in L.A. You're you're familiar with the uh, rustic wings, right? Uh, I am not. I mean, I will tell you, I, my my wing experience in on this side of the country 
sorely lacking. Okay. I actually worked at Buffalo Wild Wings and I got fired for getting drunk on the job. Oh, really? So, yeah, that was, and I, I, I recently have gone back to that. Location. What were you doing? What was your job at Buffalo Wild Wings? I was just a server, but oh, man, okay. I could not, I couldn't stand it. So I just get fucked up. And then eventually I was like, they, they caught on. So yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> but it's like, you're just <laughs> a, a server. Look, it's like, it's not like you're being a, uh, like, it's like dude cooks. You can't do that. Cause they're using knives and around hot shit and stuff, but uh, fryers and all that. Yeah, worst I'm gonna do is drop someone's food, maybe in their fucking lap. No one's getting hurt. No, you, know? no. you might have. You're gonna have to comp a couple beals here and there, but no one's getting right. hurt. Right. But dude, like that's funny, dude. Yeah, I would say these wings. Uh, I'm a big Wingstop guy. Wingstop's all right. I've only gone there a handful of times. It always looked like a. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I always confuse Wingstop with that Wing Street that uh, Pizza Hut has. Yeah. Okay. I, I used feel to. Like, I used to as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of got a similar vibe to them. Uh, both kind of, neither one does a great job of presentation on the outside no. of this uh, restaurant. So, I mean, Wingstop in particular is like super fucking bland. It's like they, they could really like present a little better and have like a Buffalo Wild Wings kind of vibe. Yeah, they but could they, add some edge. There is supposed to be a, a Wingstop sports bar somewhere here in Vegas. I haven't been to it yet. I think it's down Rainbow Boulevard from me. Okay. We're down on like the south side. I'm more on the northwest side here. There you go. Wingstop stepping the game up. Yeah, like, you know, I, I kind of want to go get hammered. You know, you know, it's a real funny one is uh, during March Madness. I think I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago, but during March Madness, the IHOP down by like the wedding chapels, um, like down like fucking love Vegas. Um, they kept advertising like, come do your March Madness like viewing parties here. We had four dollar drafts here at IHOP for March Madness. And I kept <laughs> yes. thinking like. Dude, the DJs that are just like piling around, piling up in the IHOP. <laughs> you get married, you, you you have your fucking wedding reception in IHOP, and then you get hammered while you bet and watch. And you, that's where you're going to watch March Madness of all, you know, like you're in <laughs> Vegas. There's so many other options to watch March Madness. And you're like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going I need to IHOP. breakfast, though. <laughs> uh look vegas there's a reason i can't last more than like 48 hours in that town there's just like the the opportunity to be a degenerate is is so fucking readily available at all places ihop apparently not uh discluded from that list no ihop's on the list uh, cvs i mean has slots you know <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> that, that place swallows your soul i mean i can't imagine where you are right now bowser soul wise like Oh no, I'm doing great, man. Like, see, I, I guess I was like, you know, like the spawn of Lucifer, so it was easy for me to thrive here, dude. There you, go. you uh, you steal everyone else's souls and just <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, dude. I mean, that's one of my tricks for winning at the sports book here. I can get you guaranteed winners every weekend. You just go right? to, we go, in, yep, we go to a sports book, right? You and me hang out, have a couple pops, just mind our own business. Yep. And then wait for the loudest, drunkest, stupidest idiot to start screaming about a team. And then we fade that team live. Boom. <laughs> it's uh, cash in the bank right there. Yeah. I, I think I'm at like an 85% success rate doing this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't lose them often, man. Like, I mean, what's uh, like, how, how's that work? You, are you betting up against him? You, like, uh, no, no, you I just... just bet with the casino. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, well, I have all the mobile apps for the casinos I hang out at. All right, but you're just relying on a fucking idiot to go to into my account, jinx his team. Yep, and then <laughs> and find the biggest idiot that's obviously out of his element, and then yeah, yeah, you just fade him. You know, it's a, it's a, 
It's a beautiful play. It works everywhere you go. I've done it up and down the strip. You know, it's... I, you are you are a believer in uh, betting betting karma, and uh, you are a true degen, and you belong in Vegas. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good place for me. I, dude, I was just at the bar the other day. Man, the guy caught me like fucking nine beers, dude. The fucking Vegas. I mean, to know a bartender in that town is is literally gold. Right well, there. I really only go to the two spots now for the most part. Oh, maybe there's a couple other ones I go to, but I've been just going to the um, Arizona Charlie's down the street uh, over on Decatur and Alta. Yeah. That, that one has uh, a William Hill where I do my weekly NFL pick'em contest where I submit my card. Yeah. So while I'm there, I'm going to hang out for a little bit in the sports book and have a beer or two and just, or there's a Dunkin' Donuts in there too. So sometimes I just get a coffee and, and a snack and hang out. Like, yeah. But you know everyone. You're 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 buddy buddy with all of them. I don't really. I I uh, I kind of have a couple buddies at the uh, Suncoast because that's that one's like right down the street from my pad. So I, and these are two, these are down the street from each other, just like five six blocks away from each other. They're both off Alta, so it's a side street that cuts from the one to the other. But see, because gotcha. the, the the Suncoast that's a Boyd Casino, and I that's actually my of the local sports book apps. I mean, I shit on Circa earlier. The William Hill one's good. I like it a lot, but. Because they give a lot of cash rewards. Like someone in that thread was saying how, oh, they're their app for, well, I don't have problems with William Hill and Boyd. Like William Hill's app literally uh, froze on opening day of NFL. I'm like, I know it did. And you know what they did? They gave me $75 in free plays to make up for it. I'm okay with that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're your friends now. Yeah. You know, they, they won me over, dude. So with the Boyd app, it's cool because they have a dollar minimum on that one. And they offer the maybe the best lines I've seen. And so that's where I go to do like obscene money line parlays and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh so what what's your what's your strong suit uh right at this point? Are you are you best on NFL college? Where, where are you where are you killing it right now? I would now? say I'm doing the best on college. And what I do is I go to your guys' spreadsheet and I find yeah. the one that you guys are mostly in consensus in, and I kind of lock my eyes on those games and start start looking from there. And, so, and kind yeah. of, and then like I have you guys basically like do a layer of filtering on the bullshit for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good call. I mean because we do fuck around and uh, you know battle with each other, but the ones we're in consensus with, I, 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 we we should get a stat on that on and see what percentage we're hitting on the ones we're all in consensus on. I bet actually that would be a a, a decent little play on a weekly basis. So dude, I might no. have to start because I did that like last week. Or whatever. I think I found like fourteen that you could reasonably say like it's like some of them maybe one person was out of set, but like two two others had it locked. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, that's a pretty strong consensus there, you know? Yeah. And I found yeah, like yeah. fourteen picks that were like that. Uh, and so how, how then did, I just uh, play out for you, and I put an equal one. I think I went ten and four, eleven and three. Oh. Oh, nice. I, I had one push in there on the Texas, uh, the TCU Texas game. Okay. Gotcha. So I had, I got that at five. And so that push, but you had it listed on there at five and a half. So if you got it at the five and a half, that was a winner. You know, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. NFL, I mean, that's just a tough league to bet. I mean, but it's funny because Colby and Nick apparently are killing that right now. Um, I've been, dude, I've been killing it uh, with Kramer on the fucking player props. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I just dude last night I, on this Monday night game, I hit uh, Donald Parham first touchdown at twenty nine to one. Oh man! And then Shit. and then I didn't I didn't go with the, his picks on the Sunday night game and I, I didn't win there. But yeah, I had James Robinson on my own in the uh, Thursday night game. That was a ten to one pick. And the week before that, I had Sam Darnold at fourteen to one. Man, 
fucking paying out big over there. Yeah. So I have, and I'm only doing like, here's what I do is I do a dollar each, two guys from each team. And some of these games where I don't trust the, like the young quarterbacks, I'll take the defenses. Yeah. For first yeah, touchdown. Yeah. Cause if you get that quick pick six, that's like a 35 to one hit right out the gate. Yeah, that's true, man. If you got that kind of confidence, like, because it's defense I mean, specialty you got, too. You never know a kick return. Like sometimes, it's not the dumbest. You gotta play, uh, play, play uh, your instincts a little bit. Yeah, because it's boring just to take like the starting tailbacks. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. like, like those guys are usually gonna get that goal line touch. I like taking the quarterbacks because their odds are a lot higher, and you get a lot of QB sneaks and read options near the goal line. You know, that's true. That's true. They get close. So. Uh, 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 that's the score themselves. So uh, yeah. a quarterback throwing it wouldn't count. Wouldn't count. No, it would be who okay. caught the ball. Gotcha, gotcha. That's why um, like Donald Parham was a great one last night because like taking that like backup tight end, a lot of time that guy is in there in like a goal line set, and they fake it and go to him and he's wide open. You know, so it's like yeah, nude. Yep, but the Dude. odds are way you know way up on that. Dude, hitting 35 to 1? I mean, shit. Because when you think about it, like, yeah, I think that he was originally listed at 38 to 1. I got him at 29 to 1. But, like, the thing is with that, it's like, like, we know, like, football-wise, that that backup tight end is a very good, likely option to score in the red zone. And anybody who's likely to score in the red zone is technically a good play for first touchdown. Yeah, that's true. You're not expecting big plays uh, right off the top normally. Yeah, yeah. Uh So... You might as well. I mean, sometimes like a wide like wide receivers are fun to take, but like it's hard to get good value on there. And it's like like on a team like like Tampa for for example, because I only do these in the primetime games. When it's like on a team like Tampa, it's like who's Tom Brady really going to go to for first touchdown? It's a crap. You might as well go with the guy with the highest odds. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, that, that that's another angle I hadn't thought of. Like you're probably. I, I mean, and I wonder what the stats are if there are any stats to back that up as far as you know are the bigger plays usually later in the game or are they earlier in the game? And like who, who uh, you assume if it's earlier in the game, guys like tight ends are going to get, uh, or, or sorry, I should say if, if uh, the big plays are later then you, those are wide receivers, you yeah. know, but, but like if, if it's a hard fought first drive, then yeah, tight ends, running backs, fullbacks and quarterbacks, you're right. Are, are, are higher percentage plays. So Maybe you got a little system there. You're working. Yeah, may, yeah. Maybe there is something to this. I don't know. Like, I know, I've, I know I've gotten lucky. Like three out of the last uh, seven I've done or so. That's yeah. a pretty good percentage when you're hitting at twenty nine to one on something. Dude, <laughs> fourteen I mean, to one. Like, like Mike Tyson uh, beating Buster Douglas was like the biggest upset in boxing history, and that was forty two to one. And you said you just hit one at like thirty five to one. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. That's still absurd. Absurd fucking odds. Like, you're good for a minute, you're, and it's fun to hit that right out of the gate in a Monday night game too, where it's like two minutes in. Money. Yeah, you're yeah. just like bam, like, and literally every one of my prop bets after that loss, I had like some weird Mike Williams and uh, Henry Ruggs over hundred yard receiving prop stuff, and like those all lost. And some of, them, I mean, yeah, they were it was a it was an alternate bet, so it's like you know, yeah. but even like the I, I had that and like the regular like receiving line on them. And I, I missed on those, but better believe I it still that, came out on top. I still came out on top of that twenty nine to one. Yeah, fucking beautiful. You know what yeah. I think you would appreciate out here though is uh um the bingo rooms, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. You know I, I used to work at the senior center. I don't know. I'd call bingo. You ever saw uh, Better Call Saul? Yeah. He's just being the complete fucking asshole. Like uh, 
calling bingo with the seniors, but having fun with them. I've done comedy comedy bingo brunches before where I call numbers for charity. Nice. There it is, man. It's the thing to do. Yeah, but bingo, uh, I was just looking at a list this week where it's like, uh, I think I've, I've been saying this for a while. Bingo pays out. It was number four on the most paid out games th- for this last month in Vegas. Is that uh, right? Number one was Keno. Keno. Like just sitting in the Keno lounge and playing those like quarter cards. That's like the most profitable game for the players. Bingo, really? bingo no, was number four. And I think number two was like Gal. Or no, yeah, number two is Pygo, number three was Texas Hold'em. Now, there's got to be, like, a uh, a reason that more people aren't playing Keno, or maybe shit tons are. Maybe it's, like, uh, the casino's got a hustle where that's the uh, well, game you're most likely to buy a drink or get some food or some shit. From what I've noticed, and I don't go to many of the big, like, tourist spots on the Strip, but, like, from what I notice in my local spots, the Keno lounges are almost always right outside the little diner for breakfast. Okay. So, and there's a, often a wait for breakfast in the morning. So, gotcha. if, if you're sitting there and you're waiting, and especially like a lot of these are do, people doing the the senior citizen breakfast specials at these spots. Yeah. So it's just a yeah, bunch yeah. of old people sitting around, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I have a quarter to buy a card for this stupid shit real quick." Like, <laughs> well, I'm waiting. Yeah. Vegas isn't necessarily crushing on it, but there, that's a, a uh, an audience that is is consistent you know that, that's some bread and butter shit for vegas right there yeah and i mean dude sometimes like 25 cents will pay out like two thousand bucks dude yeah it's always those old people that fucking just come back with that story i plunked down a quarter and came back with three grand <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> like you motherfucker and see so bingo i, I haven't really gone but my girlfriend has and like so here's the thing with bingo from what i from what i understand is there's two versions you can play out here. It's like the fucking, like, super cheap, like the $5, $10 version, and then, like, the $20 version. You want to do the $20 version? Yeah, big money bingo. Yeah, well, here's here's the reason why. It's because the cards are good for, like, all kinds of different games and contests, but it, if you, you get the more expensive version, it keeps track of it for you. Oh. And there's, there's a lot of elaborate ways to hit on these, so you're getting yourself the insurance, you're idiot-proofing it for yourself. <laughs> All right, especially as you get fucked up. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be sitting there trying to figure out all the numbers yourself, but they hand you this electric car, like, like iPad, like, like tablet kind of thing. I mean, are you even playing at that point? I mean, I guess it's the same thing as slots. There's like fucking no, no, that's true gambling right there. Yeah, there's no skill involved whatsoever. But see, what you what, don't even have to keep track of it. Nope. And the cool thing about it is, is like, so they guarantee so many wins per hour, and they have so many like contests. Like, like sometimes it'll be like. Some of these places have a bingo hall that, like, we have them every two hours or every three hours, or we do it four times a day at these different times. But it's like, so it's like, but each contest, they're guaranteed to give out so many winners. Yeah. So if you go to some of these, like, late night ones, it's all fucked up. Like, and there's only a handful of people in the room, chances Dude. are you're going to end up winning one or two of these. Dude, that's genius. They just find a place that is, like, the least popular or yeah. like the, and just fucking hang out there all, all day. Meet a hot little uh, waitress. <laughs> fucking a, just clean up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the that's the bingo that's the bingo hustle right there. And I, I realize gotta be like places in Vegas that you just you know that, that 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 are hidden gems like that. Oh yeah, dude. Like I can I can take you to several like really cool like like out where I live in like the northwest side. Like it's real scenic. It's in like the like the hills and like the kind of uh, like in the mountain the foothills of the mountains. Yeah. So it's like it's real like peaceful and stuff. And so like 
There's these really nice big casinos just kind of built into like the mountainside, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool, dude. Like, dude, Vegas is freaking gorgeous. I will say that about that. I'm I'm a desert rat at heart. So that's that's right up my alley. Yeah, I live over by the Red Rock National Preserve, if you know where that is. It's oh, the big sick. like national park and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sick. Like it's basically like my favorite two of my favorite local spots, Suncoast and Red Rock. Like it's ba- like the national park kind of goes like ha- like creeps between the two of them. Like you have yeah. to like kind of go around the park to get to, from one to the other. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're always just surrounded by fucking austere epic beauty yeah there's some cool nature shit dude i like it sometimes it gets scary when there's like okay there's a mountain lion in the neighborhood that's been prowling <laughs> around for the last few days and you're yeah, like, All a right, little rattlesnake on my doorstep <laughs> Nah, you know what? i haven't seen one rattlesnake since i moved here and i'm kind of disappointed in that. i see a lot of lizards yeah there's a lot of like uh jackrabbits oh really yeah a lot of bunnies like and you see coyotes uh so there's a there's a big looney tunes vibe <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious road runners and shit yeah yeah dude. like you get <laughs> dude like I, honestly like i think you know the i mean the rebels is pretty cool for for unlv mm-hmm. but i think they're sleeping on a lot of like like for example a big thing around here in the, the mountains and uh down by lake mead especially are bighorn sheep bighorn sheep that would be a fucking original ass name for sure yeah like the unlv bighorns would be pretty sick, dude. Be fucking sick, no doubt, no doubt. But, but I mean, the rebels with the fucking yeah, no potential it's classic. to turn that into like a, a robber, you know, which I guess they kind of have, but to really play that out, you know, I guess on the sideline though, I've seen that they got the mascot with the guns. Well, you know what the it, running rebels means and the running rebels and all that, right? What what's the what's the background on that? It's because it's all like the former Confederates that fled the South and like went running <laughs> oh, towards shit. the West. And a lot of them settled in Southern Nevada oh, back man. in the day. Nice. Literally the running rebels. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I did notice, like, there's got some definite rebel vibes going on there, like Confederate vibes. And I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, but now it makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. So, like, and uh, back in the, like, I don't know, this is almost a year ago now, but I had Evan Nix on the show, who uh, comedian, director, writer and stuff. And he was yeah. telling me, like, he's from Boulder. He grew up in Boulder City. His dad was actually a city councilman there for a while. And so he was, but he's saying back in the day, uh, Boulder City, which is the town that, like, where Lake Mead is. Yeah. And that's the only town in the state of Nevada that does not have legal gambling. Okay. Because so. they didn't want the Lake Mead workers, the, the, the Hoover Dam workers, to build, to, to, to waste their money. And they right. to, so you can go to Railroad Pass, which is right there on the border of Henderson and Boulder, and that's the closest place that you can gamble, which is not far. So I don't gotcha. know why they did this. Okay, they wanted their uh, their workers to uh, maintain. Yeah, you but know, back a in the lifestyle. day, it was a sundown city. Do you know what that is? What's that? What's like black people aren't allowed to go outside after sundown? Oh God, Nevada's <laughs> got this dark ass past. And you know, my hometown of Whittier actually was like that too. I mean, back in like back in like the twenties and thirties and stuff like that and forties. Yeah, like, well, I think a lot of America was like you that. know uh, back that far, but. But yeah, uh, Boulder City was like that. Like I want to say up until like the sixties or seventies, or fun, someone finally was like, because like no, hardly anyone lived there, and then fun, someone was finally like, "Hey, we should take this law off the book. This is like, <laughs> a bad look here." <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 is this what we want to be with ourselves? Like Sundown City. God. Yeah. Oh, Sundown City actually sounds kind of like like a 
a Grand Theft Auto like, spot. Yeah, exactly. A Grand Theft Auto Sundown City. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all white people walking around at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's some that's some fucking what's that uh movie where you're allowed to like go kill people like uh once a year? Oh, the purge? The fucking uh, the purge. That sounds like some purge shit. Oh yeah. Sundown dude. City. The fuck? Dude, that could be like a, the next Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, shit. See what uh, see what one of those was like. Do a do a kind of like uh, semi documentary yeah, right, yeah, or whatever. Like a, uh, a period. I, I would say a period would you call piece. That a fucking yeah, period piece. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that good with <laughs> words. Uh, I don't have a JMU uh, degree. No, you're the one who fucking nailed it. I'm the I'm the idiot here calling it. No, a but oh, I did want to uh, get into that a little. Uh, your time playing ball at JMU because, like, dude, they are a powerhouse at the FCS level. Dude, my time playing at uh, JMU was entirely on the sidelines. I'll tell you what <laughs> happened at JMU, okay? So uh, I fucking walked on my uh, spring right. of my freshman year. So you had already been at school and that fall, I, and then and then that spring yeah, you were like, fuck so, it, I'm going to go walk on. try and walk on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I, I wasn't recruited big time. William and Mary was the biggest. Like, I had a buddy, uh, I Mike on. Natale, growing uh, up, who played college baseball there, and then ended up going to pitch in the Royal System for a while. Okay. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, William and Mary is a good school. I mean, th- that coach they had was was pretty good for a while. So that 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 was that was kind of a big deal for me. Other than that, it was like mostly like fucking D three shit. You know, I wasn't. I was definitely. I mean, I was good for my area. I was team MVP, all region, whatever. But um as far as like yeah it just wasn't big enough you know and i was white i was a white dude playing <laughs> defensive back so uh th- there was a limit on on the looks i was gonna get but um but yeah so then so i but i had a fucking dynamite spring when i walked on and i actually like turned a lot of heads and then uh then when i came back in the fall like it was just reality hit you know it's like oh it's season time now and we got like even though i was like still kind of outperforming a lot of uh even freshmen that were like on scholarship they would still give them like if if it was yeah at they got to try like, they've already got the made the investment the, there yeah 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 exactly so eventually after like a, a season of that I was like fuck this I'm just going and getting drunk for the rest of the time but um yeah so but that that season it was fun it was chill you know I did get roasted by a white dude in the spring <laughs> game that's why <laughs> but the thing about that is my 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 uh high school they were just running like cover three pretty much the entire fucking time so. The, the introduction to the terminal, I was just a step slow yeah, yeah. mentally, you know, compared to everyone else. And it took me a while to like get up to speed. And I, I don't think I ever really did. If I have ever gotten full speed mentally, then I think I probably could have played there and, and, and had a decent career. But I was just like, fuck this. I mean, back then, JMU wasn't. And also, JMU too, like, uh, and so, just back in those days, like the seven on seven passing leagues that these kids are doing now. Yeah. And like, so I mean, exist. these kids are learning both sides of the ball. Like, Defensive backs are learning crazy coverage technique at a very young age. <laughs> like and like and Yeah. Dude, I didn't understand then why they were called cover. I just thought that was like a arbitrary number assigned to like one, it, two, three. Like it might as well have been cover A, B, C to me back then. And then like three or four weeks into camp, I was like, Oh, that's the number of fucking safeties you got yeah. back there. Like, cover three usually it, it, isn't like usually you drop that, two corners deep and then one safety deep. And then you play one safety kind of yeah, up in the three close range, and then have the linebackers or nickelbacks kind of fill in the gaps there. Yeah, I mean, basically, usually cover three, you'd have like 
four across, four linebackers. I mean, assuming you yeah. have a four-man front, then you have four uh, linebackers covering, and, and I guess a free safety or a strong safety covering the 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 middle zone, and then the three. And if you're like in a nickel or dime so package, you still have the four down linemen, and you're just replacing those linebackers in the short coverage with slot. Co- yeah, two two in the short coverage usually, and then you know whatever you would do, I guess uh, cover two. You could do out of. I played a lot of NCAA of time, football and Madden um, in my time, so. There you go. See, that's the other thing too. Is like even back then, like it really wasn't like like now. You can go in and like do training and get coached yeah. up by fucking Madden. You know, you know, you never even have to step on a football field to understand. And YouTube, like all these videos weren't on. Like I, I kind of was came in at the wrong era. But whatever, I was a fucking so I was getting <laughs> hammered, falling asleep in the film film meetings and shit. So. <laughs> Too bad you didn't have that classic uh, former uh, college athlete turned uh, campus bookie. Wait, yeah. I mean, is that I a thing so. that happens That's frequently? A, I, I saw a movie about that. What, uh, Isn't two for the money kind of kind of, of about uh, that? Yeah, about yeah. With that? Pacino and uh, McConaughey. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, uh, no, no, yeah, McConaughey. Dude, I will tell you what. Uh, maybe this puts my DGen uh, credentials in question here, but that is the only movie I have ever walked. Have out you watched it in since? My entire life, and I've sat. Have you watched it sh- since? Huh. Uh, no, no, and maybe it's I'll funnier it now that you've seen how like gambling Twitter and like the way touts have de- have developed and how they've turned in their their gambling subscription services into this whole like weird world. Like, it's really funny to see how far it's come because it, it's also funny. Like Jeremy Piven's one of the smaller characters that has his picks. Like he, he's like McConaughey's like office rival yeah. of who's the better handicapper. But like the whole thing with McConaughey, <laughs> ah, McConaughey's character in that is. It pisses me off is he doesn't gamble. He's like, no, I don't bet the games. I just pick them for other people. It's like, that's so stupid. Like, yeah. I don't get touts that, like, I don't get buying or selling picks. I get sitting around talking about your picks and giving them out, to, you know, and handicapping. Yeah. But, yeah, buying and selling. I mean, I can't hate on whoever's. No. Obviously, that's not our model. You know, we're, 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 we talk about it, we bullshit, and then we bet on it, you know. But as far as, like, uh, yeah, selling picks – yeah, well, because a lot but, of these guys, you know, it's like, you got to buy my like VIP three pick package for $10. And I, I have plenty of friends that do like, uh, like Boston Caffer and stuff. These guys will send me screenshots of some of these guys' plays. And it's like, they have like minus 700 money line picks for you. Yeah. And it's just like, come yeah. on, dude. Like, this is, this is really what right. you're telling. I, I need to put up 700. Right. This is what you're saying. To win 100 me. on your guaranteed pick. Like, I could have figured this right, one out right, on my right. own. This is probably going to win. Like, yeah, that that whole world paying for picks is not one that I've I've delved too deeply into. So I, I couldn't. You my buddy how Dave. Works out, yeah, you my buddy Dave. We used to work in a like... warehouse together, and we used to listen to a lot of sports talk radio there. We've, and there's these guys that would come on in a commercial, and they'd be like, "Come on, you know, call us for our guaranteed pick of the night for Monday Night Football." So finally, one day we were like, "Fuck it, let's call them." And basically, what these guys do is like, "Well, you got to bet a lot, and you got to go." Th- it would help if you went through our guy kind of thing. So it's just like them trying to steer you to their bookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a little, uh, what do they call those fucking, uh, where you're at the, you get brought into a meeting unsuspectingly. Uh, pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah, that, I mean, fuck all that. I'm on the tip where, you know, you talk about, I mean, if you want to bet, I guess there's there are people who want to bet without knowing about shit, and, and you know you just want to get that that rush, you know, and you want to have the edge. But for me, if I'm going to bet on something, generally it's going to be something I enjoy and I yeah. know some shit about myself rather than trusting someone else to tell me. 
So it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Like if you know the fucking game, then just watch it and make your bet accordingly. You don't need someone yeah, else to tell you. Yeah, it's rare I make bets yeah. where I'm not going to be sitting there watching the game. Like it's the whole reason why I do it. You know, and like yeah. So, and sometimes, sometimes, yeah. okay. And I'll just say this: last Friday, went out to go see, uh, went to the movies, went to go see Many Saints in Newark. And like during the movie, I had two mo- games that were like I was waiting on. I was like I had to come out and wait to see if I won or not, and I did. I was two. I won. I had a BYU over Utah State. There and uh, what was the other there game is. Friday night? That was good. Uh, Big Ten game. Uh, Iowa. No, I had Iowa. Michigan. I had Iowa. Maryland. Iowa. Yeah. No, those are too easy. Those are too easy wins. Nice. Cash. Cash. Yeah. In the yeah first quarter. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, you don't have to watch every game like live to, to bet it. I'm just saying, have a knowledge yeah. of what you're betting on. Like to me, the whole fun of of betting is being like, I you know, know it's going to happen. Of- you know, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously on Saturdays when I'm watching games, I'll be flipping around from game because I only have the one TV. In my, I just bought a new iPad that's going to be here uh, tomorrow or the next day. And Boom. upgrade Hashtag central. Upgrade. But yeah, I'll have, be able to have more uh, screens going in my living room with that. But what I realize is with like the college Saturdays, I often spend time uh, getting like t- more time watching the games I don't have money on. Because I'm kind of scouting these teams out and getting a... I'm already betting the teams I have a feel for. Now I'm trying to get a feel for these new teams, you know? And Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I will say that. I mean, I, I've been limited myself to usually like two screens for the longest time, just whatever. And then flipping back and forth on channels, you know. But now that they got a fucking yeah. God's eye over at the studio, and I'm watching like... Especially with the ESPN putting the quad box on there, we, we literally have like 15 games on at the same time. It's like... You you catch so much, and you just pick up like other things. You're That's just, why like, Saturdays you're I, try and, you know, I try and I try and spend at least two three hours on the sports book every Saturday when I'm doing my NFL pick 'em card, and then it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, you put in that much time. Yeah, gonna I mean, and, you're gonna beat the yeah. Well, public, and the thing too you know? is what I've noticed is like if you really learn the co- in college football, especially if you really learn the coaches, that is a, gives you a huge edge yeah. over everybody else of just what do these coaches like to do. How do they like to run their teams? How well do they recruit for yeah. their system? Because there's guys like Kirk Ferentz. We can talk about a guy like him for days yeah. about how, well, he doesn't recruit as well as some of these other guys, but he shapes those guys he gets into his type of guys. Yeah, yeah better than anybody on yeah. the planet. So it's like, I, I mean, I could make the argument he's the best coach in the country. and has been for a while. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he he is. I mean, this year is fucking crazy what he's doing. And, and they'll probably beat Penn State on yeah. fr- uh, Saturday. And so, shit, he'll be top I mean, you, three for the rest of the year because yeah, the rest of that think, schedule is uh, not too tough. They take it home and they end up uh, like in the playoff, dude. I think they're definitely they're definitely in the Big Ten championship. Which you know, if they get there with only one loss, then all they got to do yeah. is win that, and they're in the playoff. So I think the odds that they're in the Big Ten championship with one loss are pretty fucking high. You know, um, obviously with an offense that kind of doesn't move, you can get caught. I, I got a lot of teams, friends that are but... uh, Iowa fans, and I've been uh, I've been making money off them this year. I keep saying, dude, fucking Iowa this week, dude. Like, every week I'm texting, fucking Iowa, yeah, baby. <laughs> Auto Yeah, lock. just lock Auto them up lock. each week. Just pop that money in, pop it out each week. Dude, they have like some obscene amount of interceptions. I want to say they're averaging or three three turnovers or maybe it's even interceptions a game. It's just like their defense 
their offense doesn't have to step on the field. If they if their defense they, played the opposing offense, they might yeah, win seriously, they the basically game. just need to score sixteen points a game. And they're, and they're gonna they're yeah. gonna do okay yeah. like yeah like, and it's done <laughs> yeah that no that's a fun program to root for i and that's another thing about college football is i like how you could kind of find like all right i'm a big ucla fan i grew up going to the the rose bowl i love love my ruins but then like i kind of have a team in each conference yeah in a weird way you know yeah that's how you have to where do it's it. like Gotta have, gotta have something to cheer like for. Like I always no used to root for watch. Florida State yeah. at the ACC, and then I'm just kind of like, this year I'm like, whoa, man, they suck, dude. Like, they are yeah, bad. Yeah. Any, uh, it is officially. If you haven't jumped off the Florida State bandwagon, I've kind of become more of an <laughs> NC State uh, bandwagoner though, <laughs> because it's a funny one. Hey. To, uh, uh, they, they just lose. They do. They kind of remind me of UCLA of the ACC, where like they always have a great, like good talent. They're, they should they be should better. Be they better. should win they more should games. Win. <laughs> They're always like missing fucking like twenty yard field goals to lose a big game. Like, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. Like, They're a yeah, exactly. No, I, I, you know, that's why I kind of will root for Kansas in the Big Twelve too, and Kentucky in the SEC for the same exact re- like. I'll root for the basketball schools because it's like, but I'm not gonna root for Duke. Fuck that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. But I mean, definitely like. I mean, you just you got to find a fun storyline or, or something that's going to piss someone else off and, and root for. I mean, that's why I think Colby loves uh, yeah. Mike Leach. Is he such a and, and he loved Paul Johnson too. He would just find dudes that have like these kind of grating personalities that like piss a lot of like douchebags off. But like you know, a, a true D-Gen is going to love it, and then that becomes his fucking boy. <laughs> so, I mean, knowing the coaches makes it fun. Like makes it fun to bet yeah. too, especially if they win. It's like then I mean, you got your fucking dude. He's making you money anyway. Yeah, like I mean, I like Greg Schiano a lot. And I think him being back at Rutgers is just the perfect fucking perfect situation. Like he's he's a he's definitely a couple years ahead of schedule in his rebuild there. Yeah, dude. They are fucking I mean, obviously they got their ass kicked by Ohio State, but uh you had to figure that was going. Ohio State just has the athletes. But you saw like when Michigan tried to bang with them, you know, it's like Rutgers already ready to bang because of Shiano, you know. No, yeah, and that's Get, get some of those uh, Jersey athletes and then fuck. Yeah, man. if they just, if they, they all I always liked the way uh, back in the day, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Howard, fuck, the, the dude in Miami. Uh, Howard Schnellenberg. Uh, yeah. Schnellenberg. But, like, he was just like, okay, we're going to recruit yeah. Miami players. There's enough talent locally. We don't have to yeah. go outside the city. And if we just get as many of the guys possible to stay here, we'll be really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they didn't have to leave the fucking city, three counties, and they were the most na- dominant team ever. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and, and, and I think is once you get like uh, that kind of system rolling, dudes from other parts of the country are going to want to come play there. Like, yeah, dude, being from Virginia and watching the number of players that have gone to Penn State, Ohio State, Florida State over the years, it's like there's a reason Virginia schools can't lock down the talent is because they all you know are drooling over going to a national championship at Ohio state because they just have more talent up there. So not only do they get the best of their own talent, but they get the best of everyone. Yeah. Else's I mean, dude, look too. at Virginia basketball, especially dude, Virginia basketball. I mean, that's all on, but I'm saying like, right there. Oh, uh, just that like how many players, like, I mean, Iverson went to Georgetown, which I guess you can say he kind of stayed local there, but just how many great local Virginia yeah. players, like Jerry Sackhouse, I think was from Virginia, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot, dude, a lot of these guys went out of state, you know, like. And then Tony Bennett figured it out. Oh, start keeping local guys around. (laughs) Well, I mean, for him, it's not even so much about the local shit. He just gets dudes that aren't going to go pro right out of, like, he he still hasn't had a fucking five-star recruit. They've they're on the same level winning wise as like Kentucky Duke and Villanova. And it's, it's not that at this point he can't get a five-star it's like he actively refuses to, because he, he wants to like force them to stay in the system yeah. and, and get better, you know, and work his system, you know, whereas fucking, uh, Krzyzewski and, and, uh, Patino and whatever, um, are like getting these one and done dudes. And that now that's not working anymore. You know, they've been shit in the bed for a minute. So, you know, Tony Bennett was ahead of the curve. And but I think now Cronin's I think doing it the right way so. at UCLA with that guys that'll buy in for a couple of years and, and whatnot. And, and especially with the NIL yeah, now, yeah, there's exactly. a reason to stick what, around a place like UCLA because you might, you might make more money there than as a second round NBA pick. Yeah. And it's going to be way more fun. You're going to be getting way more <laughs> ass <laughs> going to way better parties. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. Next thing you know, you, you get drafted by up. Toronto and you're paying all that tax. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Dude, NIL, especially for the college hoops players, is like, if you're in dude, a big yeah, city. Stick, stick with it. All dude. the big yeah, city stay, teams. Stick, stay and call. Stay. Like, it's yeah. like Billy Madison. You want to be like, don't say that. Don't go. Stay here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Appreciate yeah, what you dude, like, uh, But no, like, I remember when Ben Hallen first took over at UCLA, he didn't really go after big recruits at first. It was like he kind of got pressured in once he started winning. But yeah. at first, he built that program with local guys that were down to commit to defense. Alfalo, Farmar, Collison, Lorenzo Mata, like those, the, like Dijon, uh, Dijon Thompson, like uh, yeah. the Josh Ship out of Fairfax High, like all local prospects and all willing to commit 100% yeah. on the defensive end. They weren't, there wasn't, any, I think they were all like three stars. I think there was a couple four stars in there. I think Alfalo and far more were four stars but yeah but just getting like multiple years of like yeah. max commitment out of them that's it, a bigger payout than getting there's a, a reason why they went to three straight final fours you know with that like basically with that core like yeah so yeah yeah i mean that's it uh that's what uh 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 wake forest is doing that's what they've been doing you know and and they said that like it was the same exact thing with who i forgot who the fucking coach's name that was there before uh clausen but he he had the same trajectory where he was doing that. He was keeping them for like five years. Everyone had to redshirt, and then as soon as like they got good, and he he made the mistake of going and getting four and five stars who want to play time right away, and they started losing. You know, yeah, get guys who are willing to buy into and what then, you're doing. And then now Clausen, like, yeah. I remember uh, yeah, when exactly. I was in high school, uh, I played water polo, but our local rival in basketball. I remember having some friends that played there, and they kind of told me how they did that. Whereas uh, the freshman team, everybody played freshman team for one year, and like everybody played uh, JV as sophomores. They rarely called sophomores up to the varsity team unless they, they were like phenoms or anything, something like that kind of thing. But the the whole point of it was you learn yeah. the defensive system your freshman year, and you learn the offensive system your sophomore year, and then you're ready for varsity like junior and senior. That's sick. That's sick. That's like a really like yeah. And in there's a reason right why there. they were very good and competed every year for the league championship because it was just like. Everybody knew their role by the time they're on that court. Like, yeah, dude, I wonder if there are statistics out there that can like show like 
what a typical five-star freshman's production is versus like what a typical three-star. Well, like, I know in the NFL, um, and the like, highest percentage of draft picks are three-star prospects. Right. And, and that makes sense in one way. Be, I mean, A, because like it's, it's hard to like project and obviously development's different. And because uh, recruiting is an inexact science, but yeah, also, there's more there's so three stars, than, more three stars than there are yeah, five so stars. Part of that is just right. the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be the case. Yeah. 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 But I mean, as far as like, if you're trying to project how good a roster is and you say, okay, well, we have uh, three, you know, uh, three star senior or five, three star seniors, or do we have uh, four, five, four star freshmen? You know, which which is going to be better? I'm going to say the five three-star seniors. And I, I would love if there was, like, a, a statistic that could back that up and say, yeah, these dudes produce I more mean, after four years in the system. I feel like they're a for, star for less. basketball, I think we could do this, uh, especially if we, like, like just kind of use Ken Palm as a guide for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he generally has, like – I mean, I know these 24-7 uh, composite uh, recruiting rankings are good, too. But what what is Ken Palm? Do we know, like – does he have a stat? No, that, but like, like just just grades them as they his improve. metrics on va- figuring out what teams are playing better than other teams is pretty dialed in. Like yeah, if you freak. look at those rankings going into yeah. March Madness <laughs> and just bet blindly based off the ranking matchups, you're probably going to come out ahead. Like, yeah. All right, that's all you got to do to win money. <laughs> it's just yeah, fucking look at those the rankings. rankings. Like not you know and yeah. Yeah, not, definitely not, yeah, not the right go to go to someone who yeah, knows what the no fuck clue. they're talking like, about yeah. i think the coaches polls are the dumbest thing ever because like you're, you're telling yeah. me coaches <laughs> are out there watching enough games to be able to make informed decisions and i know what it does they do they right they, have they like give it to the sports minutes. information director to fill out for them so so it's whoever the Probably. sids are no that's that's what they do i remember hearing this on a, a guy who used to be the ucla sid and he was talking to he was and then he was a local LA oh, yeah. radio guy for Steve Hart, uh, Steve Hartman. He's probably still on the radio there, but he he's talked about it before. Where he's like, dude, okay. that's what the, co- the coach's poll is. It's made up of all the sports information directors. So it's like anytime you see those, like find out who those people are. Those are the guys who are placing those votes. Yeah, that's the coach's poll, right? But then you have like uh, dumbasses like Spurrier, I guess, who was on it forever while he was coaching, and he'd put Duke in. Uh, he'd give a vote to Duke every year, no matter how bad they were. It's like. How much of a fucking joke yeah. are you trying to make this thing? Like Duke is 0 and 11, and they got a yeah, they they, got they, a top they're one vote in the ring. Like, yeah, it's so so right. stupid. <laughs> so stupid. And if one coach is willing to do that publicly, you know, then how many coaches are just like yeah. fudging that shit? And 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 that for a long time determined national. Yeah, and, and <laughs> like we, uh, and, the system and, sucked. And, and like also like to. you have the like. Sometimes it's just a matter of Notre Dame always gets voted high because people are used to Notre Dame being good. Or some some of these schools like that where it's just like, dude, like, I mean, we're not going to have any kind of discussion off who, who of these teams beat. Like, like sometimes it, it drives me insane when you just look at, like, fuck, they have a common opponent like in the last two weeks. And, and you're still yeah. giving it to this team over this team. Where, <laughs> like, Dude. <laughs> Ohio State and TCU in year one of the uh, uh, the college football playoff. It was they had a common opponent, uh, Minnesota, and uh, TCU beat them thirty-one to seven. Ohio State beat them by one touchdown. It was like, dude, you have like one of the metrics right there that you're supposedly using as a as a tiebreaker, and you're completely fucking ignoring it because yeah. you're going for the yeah, big yeah. rent. I mean, you know? TCU was a better play there. Big pick there. I remember that, dude. I remember. 
I mean, Ohio State still did their damn thing, but TCU fucked up uh, Ole Miss, like killed them in the bowl game. And then Ole Miss had beaten Alabama that year who like, you know, kept it close to with Ohio State. So it, you can't tell me that TCU couldn't have won the national championship that year. And the, the whole reason they weren't in it, though, yeah. they didn't have a big enough They, they definitely so. belonged at a seat at the table there. And I, dude, I, they just need to go yeah. to a 16-team playoff. Like, that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, something bigger and than what we got. Kobe told you, you know, my idea yes, for a playoff, Make it bigger. Right? Why not? So, What's that? I think he did. Okay, so it's I a 16-team playoff, what right? Was it again? Okay, and there's going to be the 11 yeah. conference, or like, the whatever conference champion. So what, we have, like, 10 conferences right now, group of five, power five? Okay. Ten, and then, yeah, the, now, and then ten six now, wild, yeah. Uh, yeah. at large spots, okay. But and then, but every conference yeah. now has a fucking a two round conference champion. Conference championship. You have to fucking play a, a division championship you know? game, then the conference championship game, and just like basically just like the NFL, Dude, so and then tight. you can go to the fucking sixteen team play. And the only teams allowed to get out large bids are teams that at least played for their conference championship. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. If you get in the division out round, you're, the, you're, uh, you're division done. You're, playoff, you're out. You're out. Dude, that's, it just it, it makes the stakes built in. But, yeah, somebody so loses by a field like goal in overtime tangible. in one of these conference championship games. They still have a chance to get, you know, like, like they're, they're probably in, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. They're probably going to get another chance to yeah. play. Like, I feel like that's going to do a better job of rewarding the top, the teams that deserve it the most. Because I don't care what anybody says, every group of five teams, Group of five conference deserves to have one shot at, the, you know, a, a seat at the table. Here's the thing, though. Here's where the, that gets tough. Is like, what if you have one of these situations where uh, Ole Miss and Al- or, uh, uh, Alabama and LSU back in like, what was it, 2012, 2011, one of those years when they both went to the national championship and Ole Miss had beaten them in the regular season. And then what if Alabama beats them in the divisional playoff game for the SEC West and you guys are fucking 12 and one LSU out of the playoff having be, I mean, there, there might have to be some tweaking, but building in some stakes, you know, makes those uh, people argue that, Hey, the, the regular season is a playoff. Like, actually and make I think it this a brings playoff, way more money to the conferences because you know? they get to add two extra conference playoff games. Like overall, it's overall That's just true. more, and, and more, the, more money, more games, more money. I don't know if the, how they haven't figured this out yet. Well, the, the bitch ass like uh, powers that be, you know, you know, SEC commissioner, whatever, uh, and, and Big Ten, et cetera, they uh, they want their seat at the table preserved only for themselves. They want to be excluding the TCUs of the world, not giving them the chance because they know they're going to be making big bank as the only and teams. This that way make would the guarantee. So they're, they're exclusive teams a chance to play themselves in like. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, and from also, a I mean, standpoint, like there could no be a seed, a, the type of year and now coming up and like, OK, well, a lot of these teams are going to the Big 12. But let's just say like one of these years in like the AAC where they had Cincinnati and UCF both looking really good. This scenario could open the door for both of them to make the playoffs. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they, if they uh, you know, and, and it's going to encourage them to schedule a little more aggressively at a conference. I mean, because like, yeah, you can get in by winning your conference championship. You'd be guaranteed a spot, but like, you know, if, if you win your conference, like right now they have to go undefeated to even be considered. And they might, maybe one or two like tough non-conference games, but like you could swing for the fences in your non-conference. If like you were, yeah, we we would see so many better non-conference games. It's just like, you just have to win your conference to get into this thing. And, And 
And like, yeah. yeah, all of a sudden yeah. it's like, teams, yeah, everybody's scheduling chances. fucking crazy out of conference games because that makes you look better in the in the, for right. the at large spots. Yeah, it gives you a chance yep. to get in the playoff. You know. Whereas now it's like that that that's that's what eliminates you from the playoff. It's a fucking tough yeah, non-conference it's just, schedule. It's, so. Okay. <laughs> it's so corrupt. We're off on a tangent. Let's Wait, get into who some, do you like in the yeah, old, before we go, like who do you like in you know, your college picks this weekend? Let's we're gonna get into the gambling section of the show. You know, I haven't uh made the fucking picks yet, so I gotta get on tally site and start ripping them out. But if I had to take one peek at this uh I'm just kind of uh glancing over the card here um taking a gander oh you know i gotta get on tally site for the spreads i wonder what that uh oklahoma uh texas spread is do we know what that no, is yet? i haven't seen and i wonder what that uh honestly i see i'm slacking i should but I, I should have this shit done on monday but here it is tuesday night and i'm bullshitting but uh that's no, all right man um Maybe. I have I have the D I have wait, the wait, uh, wait. next we segment already lined up with the DJ. <laughs> well, we're gonna save that for a minute. We're gonna... Yeah. Well, I want to. I'm gonna it. look at my William William Hill get real some quick. Of your, uh, shit show stories from Vegas. William Hill. Okay. I'm on. I'm on them oh, right now. Okay. Texas Oklahoma Oklahoma favored by three and a half. I'm all over really? fucking Texas. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna take Texas, Texas money line there Texas because I have a Texas line. under eight and a half win total yeah. as it is. And this is a game I'm expecting them to lose. So if I, I win money off it, it, it frees me up on some action there. So, yeah, I like Texas money line there. I'm with you on that. I, that it's kind of a hedge for me. There you it's, go. Like a, it's kind of a chicken shit way of doing it. There you go. Here I But, uh, hey, you know, we got to hedge know. a little here and there. Look, Tennessee uh, favored by 10 and a half at home against South Carolina, who sucks ass. What do you think about Ole Miss, Arkansas? One. I have uh, uh, Ole Miss favored by six at home. For five and a half, yeah. I think yeah, that's an that's overreaction uh, to uh, to their loss to Georgia. Even though I mean, obviously, Ole Miss is probably for, being penalized for their loss to Bama, but I think Arkansas covers yeah, okay. this even on the road. What about oh, that Bucknell game? That yeah, Bucknell. what do you think on that? <laughs> Bucknell Bison versus <laughs> yeah, the Bucknell Lafayette versus Leopards. Lafayette. Do we? Have, I mean, we got the Colgate I mean, Raiders versus the Brown Bears. There is some real DGen action this weekend. That's right. What's if Cornell the, the Big Red? Bitch, we got. The I'm gonna fix. start cor- calling my buddy Cornell Reed <laughs> Big Red just because the Cornell University is the big. Wait, is Cornell the Big there. Red? You kind of. Uh, we, we got uh, the yeah, Dartmouth the big Bulldogs. Green. I wonder if we have a. Yeah, it was up. <laughs> big Red yeah, versus big a, yeah green Cornell matchup? Big Red versus the Harvard yeah, Crimson. That is Cornell Big Red. There it is. It's red as fuck in that stadium. Um, let me see if I spot any more of these uh, games before we uh, get to the next seg- uh, segment here. Louisville uh, hosting Virginia. Virginia getting two and a half. I, uh, I, I feel like I've been snake bit by Virginia too much this season already, dude. You know what? What's that SMU yeah, one they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde. I kind of like them to roll up Navy, SMU. dude. That's at 13 and a half. I think you're catching the right li- side Ooh. of that number at 13 and a half. 
I disagree. I think Colby's been like uh, whispering in my ear about Navy, and I'm starting to buy what he's selling. Plus, SMU has had some. Uh, don't get me started at Louisiana Tech. That Hail Mary. That, that was the craziest Hail Mary. And I, I have the Louisiana yeah. Tech over four win total. And if they would have pulled that one out, it makes it so much easier to hit. And I think they still hit that. Brutal. I think they still Fucking hit that total brutal. easier anyway. But, like, dude, I might have had that one by that yeah. next week, I think, if they if that goes my way. You know, and yeah. that kind of pisses me off. So, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here, here's the uh, the ultimate shit fest. You oh the battle UMass. of the the Yankee UMass. fucking sons of bitches. That's right. The little bitch states up in the corner. No no offense to uh yeah. Any, no, any you guys are all there, cool. If you listen to the uh, show, you're get cool. bigger. <laughs> Actually, you know what's crazy is there the the population of those states and UConn in particular. I think of it as like a fucking you know like ten people, but it's yeah, like it's up three million it, people. It's, Got more it's, people it's than like Nebraska. Like they should well, like, be a Connecticut fucking is basically just like a bunch of New yeah. York suburbs. It's a, yeah. yeah. So maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe UConn you, minus three and a half. Give football. me UMass here money line at plus one forty, dude. Taking care of it at home, dude. Oh, I I disagree. I think UConn's getting it figured out slowly but surely. They're they're getting closer and closer every week. <laughs> Ever since Ed's I mean, left, one of them has to win this. So U- UConn, I'm gonna take the home team with ju- the home yeah. team getting the juice. That's my that's that's the O That's my go. handicap on that one, dude. <laughs> like that's a, I like it. Uh, that's not that's bad, a hilarious matchup though. Oh, BYU uh, versus uh Boise. That's a fun game this weekend. Yeah, Boise really Boise? needs it. They're they're oh, down this is. year, two and three. But I could see them snake going into Provo and snake bite and BYU there. That would not surprise me at all. They could. They are having a down season, but yeah. BYU is playing damn well. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't touch that one. Fuck. Both those teams are like I don't know, just kind of crazy teams trying to bet on. Yeah, Ooh, Georgia uh, Auburn. Oh wow, Auburn getting fourteen and a half. Auburn getting fourteen and a half at home. God, I don't know. The Georgia looks Georgia know. looks really Georgia's good. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I hey, well, I think you know what anyway. I think Georgia's a lock there. I think they're doing the same exact thing with that line that they did with the Ole Miss uh, Alabama line last week, where you're you're thinking, oh, get that little hook Jeez, of a half point. Oh, looks good to me. Uh. Yeah. All Going right. By all 30. right. So okay, <laughs> dude, for this next part, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna this, we're still in the world of gambling, but we're we're leaving football. And I decided uh, I'm going to go on my bookie once a week and I'm going to find what I think is the most degenerate thing that they got on there you can bet this week. So right now I'm looking at table tennis odds. All righty. These are just all money all right. lines, bro. Me, These uh, are all money lines. <laughs> fucking table tennis odds. I mean, where the you fuck do go you to even the find this? Over more to the, uh, yeah, to the further to the left. You gotta go you gotta deep, go deep. And, and I was able to do it through my mobile tennis. site. It was kind of easy for me to do it through there. But I think if you keep going further, see where you click that little ball. Here, I'll just I'll, I'll just take. All right, yeah, uh, over here on the right. Bam. There we go. Children's Open of no. PBA PGA. Odds yeah, no. Uh, but if you want okay. odds on the oh, PGA odds, Trainers Children's Open, listen to a friend of the show, Boston Capper's Golf Gambling Podcast, where he just dropped an episode breaking that down. So. That's not an actual. No, it's golf a fucking matchup, Shriners. It? Uh, it's like a fucking charity event for the oh, Shriners it's like a children's charity. Thing. <laughs> I was about to say that's some fucking yeah. Dude, no, shit I, right hey, and you better believe if my bookie was offering 
uh, children's golf, I would just be doing an entire week dedicated to that on here. Like I would just do a show every day about it. It's just why not? Why not, dude? Why not? Fucking, um, fucking yeah, no, but right there where it says soccer up on that bar, I think you want to go to the very end of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Wait. This ball right here. That's yeah. where I'm at. We're figuring yeah, out sorry. the, uh, the yeah. website right in front of you. you okay, so I'm looking, looking at table tennis end, uh, here, Bowser. and what we got, we got Valerie Melnick versus going against Dimitro Yaramchuk. Um, this is in the International Table Tennis Cup. Okay, this is big-time shit. Ooh, they both sound yeah, Russian. They both sound Bor- Boradian. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Valerie Melnick is a minus-212 favorite. Dimitro Yaramchuk. Is that plus one forty four? Oh, I would love to hear your uh, your hand. Okay, well, Valerini Melnick's easier to say, so that's why I think they favored him. Is because it's just easier for the people to say his name, so more more people are putting money yeah. on it because they're like, yeah, I want that guy. Whereas Yeramchuk, I can I can, I can pronounce, pronounce his name. It. Whereas Yeramchuk, um, kind of sound, his name kind of sounds like vomit, so people are less inclined to like him. Yeah, and so that, I'm gonna. I like it. him at that, plus one forty four. Let's some... go, with dog, dude. Just strictly on. Uh, there you go. The guy with the weirder name. Yeah, play the public yeah, against yeah, exactly, itself. Exactly. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we're gonna have a lot of that coming up here. Okay. Next up, we got Smart. Dennis uh, Sherback. Sh- uh, Sherback. Yeah, Dennis Sherback, and Dennis is spelled D E N Y S. I'm okay with that one. But I like it when guys spell mm. it D-E-N-I-S, where it's kind of spelled Dennis, where it looks like penis. <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is misplace the yeah, like uh, curve on that. Dennis Leary. You, you got an embarrassing you, moment. You know, anytime De- yeah. if Dennis Leary ever tries to talk shit, Especially, you just call him Dennis, and it's hilarious because he spells his name like Dennis. a penis. He, he can't. Yeah. Come on, yeah. You, you yeah. But, like, so, so he does that De- Dennis, but with a Y, so I'll give him Dennis. Versus uh, Alexand- Alexander Truku. Uh, sh- <laughs> um, and I gotta say, I like I'm the way he spells on, Alexander A L A L E K S A N D R. Alexander. Wait. Wait, D E R or D R? No, there's no E at the end of that shit. Wow. He's yeah, cutting he's out like, vowels and shit. Mad, man. Anyway, he's at plus 108. Dennis Shearback's at minus 156. Uh, for a plus 108, minus 156 split, that seems kind of pricey, right? Seems kind of like heavy juice there on that one. Uh, yeah. If the other true. guy's at minus I mean, 156, I expect to be getting at least plus 120 on it. Plus 125. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on, on De- uh, Dennis. I'm on Dennis Sherback on Dennis, at minus one fifty six. Let's go. Yeah, just on the juice I feel like alone. you could bet these blind like that though. Like the other ones close more. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, what yeah. we're doing. Let's <laughs> look. I just I literally just picked the dart jury as we were about to do this segment. And go okay, we're gonna go table tennis. Like I, hey, we're, it could have very easily been Formula <laughs> One racing, but I feel like that's a little bit more complex. We're, we're right. handicapped. Well, what we're doing right now is giving a, a true look into the mind. Yeah, this is exactly DJ. how a DJ gambles. <laughs> you look at these two things, and 
You have to justify it somehow. I don't even know where this shit's being played at, by the way, too, dude. I think that would be a big, you know, like, because if this is all happening in, like, Taiwan, um, you know, yeah, who's going to travel? Think, well? uh, <laughs> yeah, there's dude. home field like, advantage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, all right, next. Uh, I don't know if that works. Oh, dude, in table this is a juicy, dude, juicy battle we got coming up next year. Anton Limonoff versus Jen. Mm. Janaddy, Zach Lanaddy, Zach Ladney, oh. Janaddy, Zach Ladney. Ooh, Ooh I kind of like. Oh, that guy's. Not only that, but uh, Golovkin, uh, Gennady Golovkin is also like a, a primo boxer. I think that's the name of champions, oh, right? Okay. There. So. Yeah, I he's at plus two sixty four right here, yeah, and his name a... rhymes, and he's yeah. got the plus two sixty four. Anton Limonov's at minus four thirty four too. I think. They're juicing you a little too hard on that end. Way too much. I'm not going minus thir- 434 at any table tennis. Give me Gennady, no. Zach Ladney f- at plus 264. I feel like. I mean, if a name ever see, had they only have the money it. lines for these. They don't Gennady, have a spread Zach or a Ladney. total. It's kind of, uh, kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> I mean, what, what, how does the scoring work? I, I feel like... Uh... How would that? What is the table tennis like? He played uh, twenty one. Is it 21. like tennis where there's like twenty one? Three sets. Oh, they played twenty one. Is it just one set? Twenty one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to dive. Yeah, because we can get even. Uh, be, you know, on future get segments, even more DJ with you know betting it per set. You know, why 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 am I why am I gonna sit around yeah. and just take the winner when I can be betting it per per round, dude? That's. All right, yeah. get some prop bets in on this. Who who gets the my bookie? Hey guys, if you guys do listen to the show, I want you to know I want I want more table tennis props here. I'm not seeing you know. Okay. All right, because all right, so Sergey. Now I'm going to say it's Cybulin, but it's spelled T S Y P U L E I B O L I. So Sergey Tyslubin. Tyslubin. Sergey Tyslubin. He sounds like a guard that fell off a tower. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Uh, uh, I don't know what you're saying. Massacre. But... Um, oh, God. Anton <laughs> versus Anton Molochoko. Molochko. And you know what? He almost has choke in his name. So I'm automatically going to go with Sergey in this one. Auto fade. Auto fade. Auto fade. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Sergey's getting plus 108. Versus the mi- minus one fifty six. Although, in our blind handicapping strategy, I feel like we should take all minus one fifty six versus plus one hundred eight because they're not paying the plus one hundred eight on that end properly. So yeah. we're gonna yeah. go with the choker, Stipping. and you know that one could come back to bite me. <laughs> all right, next up with Oleksandar. It's just like I think he's like that other guy, Alexander, but it's O Oleksandr. Dude, is this the Russian Open? What the fuck? Can we? Uh, I know Chinese dominate. Yeah, so this has got to be tennis. This has got to be like Japanese. the fucking Ukrainian Open or some shit, dude. Right. Yeah. The this Kazakhstan is, Open. This, this has some mean Central uh, uh, former Soviet state vibes uh, all over it. You got. I, I, I feel like some <laughs> of these dudes are from Georgia, and they're not both yeah. from the uh, the Peach State, if you know what I mean. They eat. All right, so. <laughs> they're from the uh, the invaded state. Invaded of state. <laughs> okay, Oleksandr uh, Tachchenko versus 
Anatoly Levshin. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Anatoly Levshin. That guy sounds like he gets down. Anatoly, it's like, oh, my name kind of sounds like anatomy. Look at my yeah. big dick swinging it out here on the table tennis. Mm. Big swinging <laughs> yeah. dick. Man, that's, uh, I'm going to yeah, start going an- by Anatoly. Anatoly Levshin me. is at plus 134, too. Uh, old Oleksandr Tachenko is at plus minus 196. Uh yeah, let's get in on some of that underdog action again. See, what we're doing here is we're really giving you guys a statistical breakdown yeah. of the juice. You know, to, to, to make it worth your while and not have it just be about us enjoying yeah, these yeah, fucking Russian names. All these weird <laughs> names. Which I hope, I, I hope you guys find as entertaining as we do because uh, this is a really good one right here. <laughs> Bogdan Zaika. All right. And this next guy. Oh, I have no idea where this is from. You have Henny Holoborodoko. <laughs> I mean, you get past like five syllables in in, in your names combined. Yeah. I, I'm checking out. Yeah, I, like if that's eight, what. Uh, you know, it's uh, a, it's yeah, that. Autofade. Yeah, eight Bogdan Zaika. Now, here's an interesting uh, thing on the line here. Bogdan's going up at minus one thirty six, and uh, uh, the syllable kings at minus one hundred five. So you can't get any plus juice in this no matter which way you play it. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that shit, man. Uh, Bogdan yeah, Zaika. You know what? Just this one, I'd stay it. away, guys. All these other ones, I would definitely bet what I'm telling you to bet. But on this one, you're on your own. I'm not going to take a side on this one. Yeah. No, but I will for the, for the sake of the show, I will. Uh, give me Bogdan Zaika at minus 136. Anytime you got a Z in your name, that's big dick energy. Plus, I feel like Bogdan. You got Bogdanovich yeah. in the NBA. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a power Bogdan, name, yeah, Bogdan. Dude. Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's not getting yeah, bogged he's, down. He's, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting bogged down. Oh, All right. God. What a, what a, can we get a sport that's got some yeah. fucking... Uh, hey, can like we get some American names? names in this table tennis bullshit? Yeah, let's get some fucking... <laughs> I just want a good see a good name American name like you know Giuseppe or Giovanni. Just her name. (laughs) That's a funny character, a Southern Italian guy. Oh wait, (laughs) that would be a funny character. Does does that exist? That just just goes organically. I just kind of created that right now. I'm just here. I just want to eat my gabagoo. I don't know what's wrong with all (laughs) y'all. That doesn't. I mean, they did uh, Tom Haverford uh, in uh, Parks and Rec is the uh, the redneck Indian. That's a great character, but I can see the Southern fucking Italian also. Yeah, having yeah he comes there. in with some heat. All right, up next, next we got Ole Formazayuk versus Maxim Shkakabovskiki. <laughs> okay, I think it's Shkakabovski. I mean, this shit's like Skiwai. Yeah, Shkakabovski. I'm low key getting kind of turned on. I kind of. All right. They have some so, sexy names. Shakba Skivai is at plus 222. Ole Formaziuk minus 357. He seems like a real contender here today. Or tomorrow. Or I shit, mean, this is going on. I mean, look, you are the expert on table tennis. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going to take oh, your man. cues here. You know, it seems too good to be true. I, I'm going to go Ole at minus 357. I know it's a seat price delay. But uh, based on some of these other lines I'm seeing, uh, minus 357, some, like, it seems like in some of these other situations, that would be down to like 
when when a guy's at plus two twenty two, it seems like it would be over four hundred. So it seems like you're getting a little value on the on the on a heavy favorite there. There it is. There it is. Yeah, Dial us yeah. in on that one. Look, here's what here's what table tennis. Here's their problem. The fo- most famous ten- table tennis player ever is fucking oh, Forrest Gump. He didn't even actually exist. <laughs> like, yeah, they need a right. superstar. Okay, there's way too many. In. I just looked how many more of these. There's way too many for me to keep going. So I'm just gonna like scan through and find like a good, uh, like potential rival rival yeah, right? I got I I think yeah, I got to find us the fucking heavyweight right championship. Here. It's a Sergey versus Sergey. So. You got Sergey with a Y. Mm. Baranovsky versus Sergey with an I. Powerful. Zemianovic. Now, Zemianovic is at plus mm, 125. Baranovsky's at fucking minus 181. This is international table tennis at its best right here. Two guys named Sergey duking it out across the table. Baranovsky, this guy's probably like I'm. I'm picturing Zhang yeah, Yifu, fucking uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, street fighter. Yeah, he's wearing the little speedo. Yeah, he the mean powerbomb pile driver. He just combo. breaks the table. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of yeah. table tennis. I no holds see. barred, full contact table tennis. If anybody's gonna bring it to us, it's a bunch of failed Soviet states. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. Actually, that, that that reminds me of how we used to play table tennis down in San Diego. Uh, which was full contact mm. table tennis and you'd shoot the fucking ball. Right. And if it bounced to your side of the table, then you were able to recover it. Right. And shoot again. Um, but basically you had to wait for it to get there. And so if it's bouncing back, that's where both people are allowed to run down the side of the table and a fucking high speed collision happens. And the other person has to try and snatch the ball before you get it. This fucking glorious. There's holes all in the drywall. all over uh, that house I used to do something like it. that at Disneyland arcade with my buddy for uh, air hockey. Very similar. Yeah. Really? It's just like, it's like, just Hey, you know contact. what? Instead of me trying to beat you a skill over here, what if I just run across the table and body check you to the floor and then score and then score a cheap one? That's right. <laughs> Boom. Jeez, that is genius. It's yeah, yeah. It makes it way more like real hockey. So for all you kids out there, definitely do that if your parents have an air hockey table. Yeah, Chuck E. Yeah, cheese, bring, bring the bring, fucking helmet. Bring the paint, you know? fucking drop the gloves, do all of it. Okay, all these other That's ones right. are basically names I see, but dude, there's a. Uh, Alexander versus Alexander, screw our boy Screw Rupi mm. Rupil versus Levadani. Rupi Rupju sounds uh sounds like a winner. So uh, let's. I mean, at this point, are we being racist? I know they're white, <laughs> but like we're just completely clowning. These yeah, people. I mean, I'm sure they would clown Scott Bowser if they heard that name. You know, so it's like. I guess I feel like that's. I mean, I, I have been clowned for my name being ultra like. Yeah. So yeah. yeah no, so. <laughs> okay, we got our boy Anatoly Levchin later in the day is going to be going against the Vital Shaban. Vital Shaban is a fantastic name. Mm. Yeah. Dude, Vital. It's like I, I'm walking around with a, a fucking hard on. I'm <laughs> Vital, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, Vital Shaban's at minus two seventeen. Yeah, everybody knows he's walking around with the energy. He's got this. Uh, you don't even need. You don't need to look any further. I'm gonna say that's I my mean, that's light. Like Vital Shabon is my lock of the day. Yeah, there's like uh, Boner Sanders. 
I would bet on that dude every fucking time. You know, that's basically a vital Shaban is doing that. Boner Sanders. <laughs> it's like, I am not betting All right, against that. So dude. I got one more here. I'll, this is the last one I'll do to do because, yeah, we are. I am kind of clowning these people a little hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yuri Tatera versus Sergey Falatov. A lot of Sergeys. I feel like, you know, you ever watch The Wire? You know when they make fun of uh, like yeah. the Russian guy, they go, "Hey, Bor- uh, the the Eastern, like the they keep calling the guy Boris." He go, and his name's Sergey. So I was like, "Why does everybody call me Boris?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, was that yeah, season yeah, two? Yeah. And yeah. then uh, I think we should just switch. Uh, <laughs> they're officially all Sergeys. There's a lot of Sergeys. It's, it's basically yeah, like uh, naming someone John or something. You know, it's pretty common. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they did with Boris, but I think it, it, I think you're right. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's officially, and that's a funny Sir- joke because in The Wire, Sergey is constantly called Boris. So it's funny, funny to see a Boris yeah, constantly is. called Sergey. Out of that's right. The shoe Wear it, on Boris. The other foot. You're no longer the man at the table. Sergey's taking over this fucking operation. Yeah. What is that fucking uh, uh what's the yeah Rocky and Bullwinkle. I think that's where that you comes know from. like you know okay that's probably, yeah I mean Russia's yeah they all, all are a bunch of Boris's that's the thing um <laughs> all right I'll take a look at one more okay for next week I'm gonna look at something stupid for next week to, to Patty you're gonna you get to pick it what do I do next week for my guest uh, my friend Tamara's gonna be on we'll have a lot of fun but are we gonna go over esports or Formula One. Hmm, that's tough. I mean, Formula One. I, I feel like they're doing a good job on Netflix hyping it because I I watched a couple good. I watched Schumacher recently. Kramer's really good Senna, at Formula uh, one. one. And most of these guys are going off for like twenty five yeah. to one for the win. The real key is, I guess, you better yeah, to be like on the I podium. The fuck- you know, you get that third place finish at least. Gotcha. It's like a horse yeah. racing. But I'll say this shit. over my William Hill app. Yeah. Oh, I got sailing, darts, cricket, chess, European basketball. There, there's some fun stuff coming up. Let's just take a look at the sailing. Let's just take one quick look at sailing. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's hope we get some Americans. Let, oh let no, this a, is a, the let's uh, guess what country is uh, be. the sail the the some sort of the sail GP Cadiz uh, Cup in Spain. Um, it's all country by country. So it's Japan's plus two twenty five, Australia plus two seventy five. U.S. at plus 400, Great Britain at plus 500, Spain at plus 800, France at 50, plus 1,500, New Zealand at plus 1,500, Denmark at plus 2,500. I'll tell you right now, give me Australia all day at plus 275. Yeah. Australia and New Zealand, like, boom. Th- those, are your, those are your safe bets. You know, I remember in, in elementary school, I want to say it was like 93 or 94. It was the, uh, the, Ameri- or the World Cup or whatever the fuck it was of uh, – What's it called? And they did a trivia question, and your name gets put in the cafeteria. I was the only motherfucker in the whole school. I think it was third grade that got it right. Stars and Stripes, America's Cubed, and I think there was one other that I named all three of the American teams in the fucking World Cup, or maybe it was the American Cup. Yeah, I think Cup, it is the America's dude, Cup. When yeah. that's on TV, I have yeah, watched America's Cup. That's I have watched. You know, watch. I have watched these like sailing, like these regatta things before, and they're pretty cool. And the Australians dominate, dude. They're really good at it. That's why the fact that yeah. the Japanese are the favorite over yeah. the Australians here, give me the Australians at plus 275 all day. 
ah, I wonder what the Japs are doing <laughs> to fucking yeah, yeah. get the edge there. Well, you know, they got the, the technology and the engineering and all that. You know, it's a whole, it's yeah. the whole thing. They're it's using thing. some advanced shit. Sony's robots. taking over. They got big, they got big <laughs> tech money, dude. That's what you got to remember. You know, yeah. I mean, I love being a racist <laughs> as much as the next guy. And, you know. And when it comes to robots, no yep, one does they, it. They got it. Japs, so. and I, I, see, I'm not going to bleep that out. Some people would. But I'm not because you know why? You see headlines all the time about Brits. What Brit? It's okay to say Brits yeah, all the time. You know? Why can't we say Japs? I, I, you know, I, we need to have a, a, we can shorten things down to a one-syllable thing. Then we can shorten down things to a one-syllable thing. I'll stand by that. And that's a great place to go out on this week. Patty, thank you so much for joining the show, dude. Um you can find Patty Bowser, on the college exper- football pleasure. experience and college basketball experience with friends of the show, Colby and Nick Dant. Uh, where, where can they find you on? Uh, at Patty C831. 831. Oh, good. I did my yep. homework. I've been, trying to, I've been trying to be better at this stuff. You nailed it. I give the prompts. Uh, yeah, so follow Patty on Twitter and stuff. Check out the college experience. Where, like I said, they do a fantastic job breaking down these picks. Um Really, like, going through with a fine-tooth comb and finding that, like, you know, random fucking, like, Arkansas State, Georgia Southern kind of game where not, a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't have that. <laughs> these guys do. So, just like I have uh, Russian fucking table tennis, these guys have college football on lockdown. So, check that out. And make sure you follow the show, <laughs> this show, on Twitter and Instagram, at Pod. You can also email the show with any of your DGen stories or any fun things like that. Uh, the Luck Stops Pod, Luck Stops Here Podcast at gmail.com. Um, there's also a Patreon, patreon.com slash Luck Stops Pod. And really, all I'm asking for, because we're coming up on the one year anniversary in a month, and all I'm asking people to do for the next month is you guys oh. can give us a five star rating and leave a little review to help us on this one year anniversary and tell like three DGens about it. You know, if you know it, if there's a, if you yeah, know a DJ, the word. just tell them. Like, let's make this a pyramid scheme, and you guys can all, I don't know, uh, show me where you texted your friends, and I'll send you a free promo pack or some shit. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll give I, you know, Boom. and I'm gonna do we a con. Going to- I, I forgot to mention this too. I'm gonna do a contest coming up, Patty. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm gonna be giving away a million, yeah, one million Shiba Inu coins. Hmm. Shiba Inu coin, a cryptocurrency. It's trading for a fraction of a penny right now, and I will. I think a million is probably worth about twenty bucks or so right now. I bought it over a million's worth for like ten bucks a little bit a couple weeks ago, and it's. And I'm a little bit ahead of the the, millions all over. But yeah, I'm gonna figure out a contest where I will be giving away one million Shiba Inu coins because I think winning one million of something in a prize is cool, and so I'm gonna. Yeah, so that hey, if you have any idea, you know, yeah, if you have any ideas for that, email me. I'm trying to think of a good way to uh, give this away in a fair uh, way where everybody has to. But you know, you got to do something to help me. And then I do like a drawing, and I'll pick someone at random, and I, I will make someone a Shiba Inu millionaire. I do feel like the uh, the the subscriber uh, 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 pyramid scheme is a great. Whoever can get the most, yeah. If you can, uh, yeah. Whoever can tell the most friends to, yeah. to jump on their pyramid scheme. You know what you got to do? You got to put like a uh, 
a, a, a promo code on your uh, <laughs> on your Twitter or, or yeah, the, I have no yeah, fucking I idea I how they would regulate do that. that as much as uh, it's like if they take a screenshot of X, Y, and Z, they should and they get a chance to win this. You know, I think I got to make it a little bit. The more complex I make it, the less people are going to want to do it. And I want to give some. I want to make someone a Shiba Inu millionaire. Yeah, you get, that's what I'm here to do. That's all. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to do. I might even do a second place for five hundred thousand yeah. Shiba Inu. You never know. Boom! That's <laughs> fuck you money right there. <laughs> yeah, I got like thirty <laughs> bucks to give away to the audience. I've been doing this for a year. Let's do this. this big fuck big you money. Fuck you money. Well, thank you so much, everybody. And I hope you guys all earn that fuck you money with these uh, hot Russian uh, table tennis picks. God bless y'all and keep gambling.